All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, January 1st. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. Happy New Year. I'm Clayton. Happy New Year. I'm Pat. So, Clayton, this is a special episode. This is not our normal weekend results episode. That is going to be up in the feed very soon. So don't get nervous, everyone. Don't get nervous with that episode's coming. But this is a special episode. It is a best of. Clayton and it's specifically it's a best of for someone who we both think deserved a best of deserved a great best of and that is Kirk Minahan uh he is podcast Jesus he's the star of the Kirk Minahan show he is a barstool radio mainstay and he is probably one of our biggest fans he's one of the biggest wannabe oh boys that there is uh, a little backstory of course back in June Kirk went on his show. He talked about how much he loved the B.O. Boys. That got to us quickly. News spread through the internet. We heard that. We invited Kirk onto the B.O. Boys. He's been on five times just in this past year, Clayton. And, and I mean, are you excited for the, our first ever Best of episode? I'm very excited, um, but not as excited as Kirk, I think, is going to be because like you said, he is one of our biggest fans, and we were able to make his dream come true by having him on this show, not just once, but five times, and more. I mean, this is not going to be all you're hear from Kirk on this show, but just what you heard from him in 2023. Yes, yes. This is part one, I would say, of our best of. It's part one of one, but there will be many other parts down the road. So, Clayton, this is our first best of. We hope we're doing a good job on this one. You know, I know people want different things out of Best Of. Sometimes they want multiple parts. Sometimes they want the episodes to be five, six hours long. You know, a lot of people don't like when there are natural transitions in between the episodes. Sometimes on a Best Of, people like to not know what it is they're listening to. So, you know, I I don't know if we're going to get this right, but we are going to try with our first ever Best Of episode. So it's the Best Of Kirk Minahan on the B.O. Boys. Clayton, I think we got to start with right from the first episode where Kirk joined us. It was back in June. Kirk joined us to preview the film No Hard Feelings starring Jennifer Lawrence. And we talked about that film's chances. We talked about maybe some casting possibilities that could help the box office. So let's start by listening to the B.O. Boys and Kirk Minahan chat about the upcoming film No Hard Feelings. I'll be honest. I don't even think young guys or they're teenagers like you know people i like i don't think they know this movie's coming out like i just don't like they, i just don't think they even know like yeah. you're right like i get what you're saying but like the average 20 year old kid I, I see these guys all the time these meatheads in college mm-hmm. they don't know a movie's coming out like you know they might know you know uh, i'm trying to think of a monster movie from the last couple of weeks whatever you know the spider-verse or, they all knew that was right, coming. Yeah. every every right. frat house in america knew that spider-verse was opening but, I'll give you a little more anecdotal evidence from Harry Minahan, my son. We mm, went and saw it. Guardians together. Uh, he's only 11, so I don't think he's quite ready to be, you know, wooed by Jennifer Lawrence yet. Not mm-hmm. yet. Right. But, Maybe uh, in the sequel. Maybe in the sequel. Could be in the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we saw the, tr- before Guardians, I think it was, we saw two. We saw this move trailer, uh, which got some laughs. But then he and a bunch of other kids were going crazy for the uh, Will Ferrell. Strays. Yes, yeah. like going like nuts. And I was like, oh, this is going to be, this might be a sleeper hit. Like, mm-hmm. and, and for some reason that just appealed to their, to, to, they found that funnier than sort of the old 
Now, I understand it's going to be gross out funny, but sort of the old concept of, oh, here's the here's the girl. Oh, she's kind of messed up. And here's the young, impressionable, geeky kid. And oh, like, are they going to get it? It, it felt it felt a little on the nose where this one, they, I mean, the audience was like a bunch of kids. They were going crazy for strays. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it could be that, like you said, they're used to TikTok on the phone comedy and there's a lot of animals in those videos. So they just might be the young generation might be more used to laughing at pets then they How are about, laughing at humans. And I'm spitballing here, okay? Right. How about Jennifer Lawrence with an animal? I mean, is that, do you, right. see, do you see anything there? Is there something to that? I, I she's mean, a, a young, impressionable, the parents are very protective, right. the, sort of a geek animal. Yeah, right, and she right. sort of, she sort of, you know, makes it an adult in some right. way. Is that, yeah. I understand that's some legal boundaries. There may be some some stuff from the uh, ASPCA the PETA people. Yeah, 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 right. But, but, but as long okay. as you don't harm the animal on set. Then right. I, think I mean, it's fine. look, I mean, there are 45 horses died at church. I'm talking about, you know, like a CGI one where she, oh, yeah, right, right, I, I right. Would, that I would watch. Right. You don't do like that Dustin Hoffman HBO show where you kill all the Luck? horses. No, yeah. The yeah. Michael Mann yeah. show. Yeah. You're not, yeah, you can't you're do not that. Doing, no, you can't no, do that no. anymore. Not these days. No. But I, I mean, listen, here's the thing with this uh, No Hard Feelings. The kid who's the lead is a, I'm sure he's a nice guy, whatever, but he's a nobody. nobody. He's not he's bringing it into the box office. So replace him with a dog. Or a horse sure, or whatever. Sure, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I would, worst yeah. case, it's a push in terms of star power. And then, like you said, maybe people are more into the 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 dog concept. And that For is- sure people would know it's coming out, yeah. That's never were, been yes. done before, right? Because like you said, I mean, the nerd and the hot girl, that has been done in every single- Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, Whiskey exactly. Business. I mean, you know, I, seen it, yeah. I Love You, Beth Cooper, a movie that completely right. bombed, right? You can like, about Mary, yeah. Well, it needs to have, you know, going back to something about Mary or An American Pie or some of the, the hangover right. movies, it needs to have that moment or even a Bridesmaids in 2010 or 2011 with the everyone shitting in the sink moment, shitting in the street, mm -hmm. shitting in the sink. It needs to have that signature gross out gag or two that people talk about you know what will is there a splooge in the hair in no hard feelings you know that mm -hmm. splooge in the hair summer of 98 it's all anyone could talk about mm -hmm. you right. know that was water cooler at the office every day people interrupting meetings calling into howard stern to talk about the splooge in the hair and uh, listen we haven't seen this movie but it needs to have something like that to have legs. Yeah. And I feel like if they had that scene, they would have promoted it. Like if they had that one indelible comedic image that would make you think of this movie years from now, they would have at least teased it. And I don't feel like they do. And I don't think it's worth keeping your cards close to your vest when it comes to this. If you have a barn burning sort of set piece, just show it. Not the whole thing, but at it's, least tease it. It's tough, though, because once you show it, it's on Twitter three weeks before the movie uh, well, comes uh, out. And then the people are sick of it by then. Whereas in back in the day, they'd hint at it for something about Mary in the TV commercial, and then you'd have to pay to see it. Do we think that Jennifer Lawrence in this movie has that moment where she has a heart and she realizes he's a good kid and she doesn't bang him? Or do they have sex in this film? That, to me, is another moment where if she has a full-blown-out, Levitt-Rip comedic sex scene with this guy, that could work. I mean, we've talked work. about that. We've talked about that where we fear that this movie is going to end with him not having had sex with her oh, and him right. ended yep. up with some nice girl. girl. She just yep. got him out of yep. his shell, right? Right. Yep. She's, the, watch, she's like watching from far away, and they're walking away together, and she kind of— 
but she's but she's still kind of goofy and she yeah. walks away on her own right know, and, yeah. and she trips on right. you know Some she watches song him plays have, yeah. yeah yeah and she yeah. rolls I, down a hill but that's not splooge in the hair but no, I, the great the great old comedies like i think of like Slapshot or the i think the original bad news bears were walter matthau mm-hmm. didn't change he was a drunk he yep. was a bad guy like he like he was nicer to him but at the end he was still the same guy uh same thing with reg Dunlop and in Slapshot. even the guys in the animal house like right you guys, the Animal House, th- this would have happened. Like they yes. would have this. It, here, you're right. There's, I would say, this is, as I say in my show all the, all the time, this is a Kirk Minahan guarantee. Okay. There is zero chance that there is a actual sex scene with the two of them that actually involves the 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 moment itself. Will not happen. Wow. She'll, he'll be they'll be drunk or he'll be drunk at some point. She'll put him to bed. Yeah. And she'll kind of look at like turn off the look at him and then turn off the light and then walk. Matthew Broderick will look up at and. She'll look at him. Broderick's the dad, right? Broderick's yes, the dad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and then and she'll be like, Yeah, you got a really good kid here or something. You'll be like, Oh, what the what the fuck am I watching? Right. That's my prediction. Uh, I bet you they try, yep. but they can't because the oh, kid wacky. won't do it or something like that. The kid will re- right. reject it or whatever. Yeah, I think the the big thing though with this is that uh Jennifer Lawrence had gotten comedy scripts before and she said, mm-hmm. I didn't do them because they weren't funny. This made me laugh out loud. She might be a big enough, like powerful enough person to push through a movie where something like that happens. And right. this be the reason why she does this movie, because she's like, other scripts I read, I didn't have sex with the teenage boy. Sure. This one I did. I mean, there's right. a possibility there. But right. again, I'm more on your camp. I mean, I feel like that just can't happen right now. Um, and I just, I don't think it'll happen, but who knows that would blow people's minds, but we haven't heard any about uh, people have seen this movie and we have not heard any sort of controversy on Reddit or anything or uh, Twitter about that. And we would have already. Yeah. I I love, and I I love, by the way, I don't, you guys, I love good boys. I thought good boys was a great comedy. mm -hmm. Like that was a good, really good. This guy just did a really good studio. If this is as funny as that, that's a, that's a win. I mean, you know, well, here's, here's something that and I think me and Clayton may have said this on air, off air. Who knows? We're always talking box office. But if they had gotten the star of Good Boys, Jacob Tremblay, to I be, heard you say this, yes, to yes. be the lead in this with her, and I don't know how old is he? Is he old enough to be allowed to date Jennifer Lawrence in a movie? He's got to be eighteen by now. But if either way, you fudge the ages. If they had gotten J- uh, Jacob Tremblay as the star of this, then I think we're looking at a twenty million dollar plus opening and, and he's, six, he's, six, he's 16 it's he's a, it's 16 a, it's close they would have had to film it when he's 14 or 15 so right. legally they couldn't so that's film it in pennsylvania possibly true yeah yeah, yeah 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 so they they had to go with this no name who again could be a very nice person but we, yeah. we don't know who this is all right we're back great clip there so clayton let's stay with that first kirk minahan appearance on the bo boys because we chatted then about promotional possibilities for jennifer lawrence and specifically we talked about that ill-fated jennifer lawrence appearance on the bill simmons podcast let's get to it but she's done no like she hasn't done marin or anything like that right Am that's I, no she hasn't well she right, did do um she did do she did do bill simmons yeah now, i don't know if you heard that episode sounded great it was yeah clear oh it was, as day. Yeah, was, yeah i thought it was really i thought it was pretty sharp it's mm-hmm. not like my producer colony did it It was a disaster jesus now, now and, yeah and there's a, a couple of times who was actually another caller to the show a couple of days ago said where at one point she messed up a couple of movies. She didn't really know John. He it was, it sounded like overall I bailed. It, was, it sounded so bad. I had to bail like 20. Minutes. Now, can we ask you a question there? 
Yeah. Uh, do you push buttons at your job there? Do, do, do you push do, any of the buttons? Do they? You, are you asking if? Yeah. I don't mean I don't mean to do this to you because I I I am here at service for you guys. Are you asking Podcast Jesus well, if he pushes if no, he pushes I, his own buttons? I'm Is asking it, you. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't push any buttons, do you? Fuck no. Of course not. not. Of oh. course you don't push buttons. So why is Bill Simmons pushing any buttons? Why is he that's pushing any buttons in his entire <laughs> life? Why is he pushing buttons on his remote control for his 15 television he watches football on Sundays for? The man right. should not be pushing any buttons in any of his life, let alone during a podcast with one of the biggest stars that he's ever yes. interviewed. He's well, pushing a button? And you're in a tough spot there, too, because you know what's funny is if you look back, so I know Bill pretty well. I've known him a long time. Yeah. We've had some ups and downs, but um, I did this show once and my sound was actually worse than hers. And I don't know why oh I was God. called from a perfect clear phone. It's weird, but you're in a tough spot after that too, though, when you're done and mm-hmm. you hear it, you can't call her up and say, Hey, can we do that again? Run it like, back. You're just, you're just, you have to run it. I think you're, 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 you're porked. I think you do have to run it, but you're right. I mean, I imagine Bill has producers who do that. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I don't. That's a disaster, though. It's a disaster, a disaster for her, too. And overall, just, you know what? That, that to me, is going to cost the movie $600,000. I wow. agree. I agree. Yeah, $600,000. I mean, yeah. The Rewatchables is a well-listened-to podcast. For it sure. was one of the biggest things that we've seen her do promotion-wise. And, I mean, she sounds fine because she sounds just like any kind of Zoom that you would have a, a right. celebrity do. She actually sounded really well, uh, good for a Zoom. Right, but, she, he, but he sounded knew terrible. What she was doing. Yeah, J Law sounded terrible. He sounded awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's. I mean, doesn't. It's, that's the kind of thing when a, a movie bombs and you read the magazine or book about it later. That's one of the things that goes in there. Just, yes. Yeah. So right like here, if Chris Christopherson had done a Heaven's Gate episode before the movie, that it, it wouldn't have sounded good. That's yeah. that's how life goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right here on the Bo Boys, we have Kirk Minahan predicting that Bill Simmons cost. This movie six hundred thousand dollars at the box yep. office. Correct. You know, get her on. I, she's got to be looking for last minute big promotional push. And listen, the invites open for the Bo Boys, mm-hmm. but sure. I don't know. Maybe maybe it hasn't gotten to her people yet. But getting her on the Kirk Minahan show seems like a no brainer to again reach your vast frat boy audience yes. there you know you she should be the babe of the week this week hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode for us and my producer can't get james Eckhouse, the dad on 90210 i want to have on so i think jennifer lawrence is probably a big we had paul riser a couple of weeks ago and for us it was a big moment so I, there's a there's a a stink attached to my name sometimes which okay. i which look i i can understand i don't think jennifer lawrence although like if she was smart i'm not saying she should go on the kirk minahan show my boss and my friend and sometimes enemy dave portnoy mm-hmm. yeah does the pizza review, which oh, is El Presidente, massive. yeah. I mean, get a, Jennifer, get a slice of pizza with Portnoy in New York yep. and talk about the movie. That that movie, if you put a, if you put a little clip up there, get a pizza with Portnoy, a couple million people watch it. The Barstool guys will see her goofing around, looking great, and say, you know what? That would add at least the $600,000 back. Yes. Oh, yeah. She did that. So yes. let's go. We only got, maybe, and for all I know, it's happening, but that's what she should do. Oh, uh, I Embrace mean, it. if I go to YouTube tomorrow morning and I check out the one bite pizza reviews with mm-hmm. uh Davy page views, right? That's yep, the yep, name. Yep. And Jennifer Lawrence is standing outside of a pizza shop. Let's do it. And they're talking about the flop and they're talking about the undercarriage and she right. gives a rookie score. She gives it a, uh, you know, I feel like she won't give it a rookie score though. I feel like she will do the percentage points, but who knows? She might give it a rookie score. Her people will prep her. So they she, got oh, to prep for her. Sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I will flip out. 
Yeah. I mean, we're seeing this movie on Friday, no matter what, me and Pat. So that we're already, it's a slam doink for us. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if she's there gobbling pizza next to Let's the president, it. to Prez himself, that's going to yeah. bring people in. Absolutely. That's going to bring people in 100%. Yeah, way more. I mean, way more than a, a, a sit down with people.com. I, I was wondering, yeah. these things are so antiquated. You know, I see these people make their... Uh, make their rounds. I'm thinking, what are they, you know, they, I bet you should be on that CBS Sunday morning show being oh. interviewed by Jane Pauly. Yep. It's like right. a 74 year old is not going to go see this fucking movie. Like, right. What, well, do you yeah. want to make money or not? Do you want to, do you want to get likes? Do you want people to say, oh, you're really thoughtful? Or do you want people to go see your goddamn movie? Right. Pick, pick a lane. Who's either way. Fine. None of my business, but you want, you want to make money or not? All right, Clayton. So we talk no hard feelings, but also on that June episode with Kirk, we talked about The Flash. The Flash had just opened, it had just bombed, and there were a lot of weird cameo appearances at the end of The Flash, but the B.O. Boys and Kirk, we thought about maybe a cameo at the end of The Flash that could have saved the box office. So let's get to that awesome clip. You actually kind of led me into this because mm -hmm. they were doing alternate different dimension uh characters yeah. right so right. nicholas cage who never was in a movie but famously right. would have been joke, in the kevin yeah. smith right yeah if they would have gone for it and there's a because aquaman shows up at the end of this movie the very very end oh right yeah i heard about that right what if you get vinnie chase himself <laughs> to show up as aquaman mm -hmm, right sure. because you already did the nicholas cage which is an in-joke right Right for the stoolies, the Mina fans. Oh, that's I can how tell you. How much that, money that would that have added? Guys. How much money to the box office would that have added? I think you would have had to have him do it, and then have the rest of the entourage like behind him. Yes, and they're and different like, superheroes. Yeah, or oh. even just like it's like, oh, this is Vinny Chase, and then he kind of goes off screen, and and the guys are all there, like, great job. And, and then the song hits. Yeah, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, that right. would have added two point eight million. Yep, wow. I I think yeah. I totally think so. Because if yeah. you're gonna go yeah. for it, go for it. Because yes. the I mean I don't know. You know who that last the not the stinger, but at the very last moment, the person mm -hmm. who walks out is George Clooney, right? And he's uh -huh. the Batman in this universe, which is just a right. joke. They just ended right. on a joke. Right. Like right. here's this terrible Batman that everybody hated. So here you go. Right. Um, you just ate a, a big shit pie. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just such a fuck you. It is. Like, it's a wild. fuck you. It is wild. Like, like yeah. yeah, we know this sucks. Like, let's let's make it's just it's a how bizarre is that? But then you get them back with the stinger where Vinny Chase is there. I, I think that's brilliant, and it didn't happen. And who I'll, knows? Adrian might have been doing uh, his like save the be. world thing and didn't want to do a movie. But you back up the Brinks truck I'll, for him. I'll give you another one. It's not going to kill it. It's not going to hurt it that much. Tom Cruise praising that movie. Will cost Mission Impossible four hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, you know what? Wow. And I think yeah. I think this I think this detracts from James Gunn's Superman no movie question. too. When he said one of the greatest superheroes. I mean, he could learn from Davy Page views. That's a rookie mistake. True. He should have come out and he should have said, Aquaman. I mean, uh, uh, Flash. Uh, Six point nine. So, six point nine. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Six point. And, way, wor and yeah, that's way worse than those dumb tweets of his. That is. That is bad. Oh, that it's bad it's. News. It makes yep. him look terrible. Yes. Yes. No. Not good. Not good. But I don't. Did they just throw Cruz a like? He's a rich guy. They throw him. They make a a, a donation to Scientology. Like I don't it, understand. They must have. It's baffling. It's for him baffling. to say this is the, the greatest movie of all time. Like what are we? What are we talking about? I don't even yeah. get it. 
you know, I have not seen the Aquaman sequel, so who knows if that came to pass or not. I assume not, because the box office was, as we know, piss poor. So who knows? Maybe in the future, James Gunn, if you're listening, you know, the Minna fans, the Stoolies, the wannabe O boys, wannabe O girls, wannabe O people. People. Would be very into Vinny Chase as Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat, I want to jump to when Kirk made his triumphant return in August. Yeah. He came on to talk Strays. And really, Strays was a movie that sort of just hit like a wet fart. It got spayed at the box office. So we didn't really spend much time talking about that. But we did spend some time talking about our legal troubles, which are currently still ongoing. We can't talk about. We're letting the lawyers take care of it. Yeah, there's some NDAs we've all had to sign, but believe us, the legal troubles are ongoing. But we had a clip of us talking about a show that was on Peacock, correct? Mm, Yes. Kevin Hart talk show where The Rock tried to stick up for Black Adam, Mm -hmm. which is a movie that you said for weeks and weeks and weeks was a bomb. Weeks and weeks, I said that. Everyone knows that. And... We were sitting there on YouTube commenting on it. It was a huge YouTube video. Got yanked. Yep. It got yanked. Yanked. Yanked in the way you don't want to be yanked. Yeah. Yes. No. There's several ways you want to be yanked. This is one of the few you don't want to be yanked. And listen, Kirk, guy who's been in the business for a long time, Podcast Jesus, has had his own legal battles. Mm Mm-hmm. So we wanted advice from Kirk on this ongoing legal issue. So here's us talking to Kirk about that. So strays will be landing on the cock. Oh. Yeah, the cock will be will be taking some strays because it is a universal movie. I assume you guys are both you guys are both canceled your peacocks because of this war, right? That you're in right now or no? You know, we're 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 letting the lawyers handle it right now, Kirk, and what? I know you know you you've had uh, you've had Different situations with different uh, different people I've been in and different front of the Massachusetts uh, Supreme Court. Yeah, I have actually. It's actually true. Yeah. So, so there, and you let the lawyers handle it, right? Um. Yes. You. Let, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this sort of what was it? The rock and sock connection is that what he was in for a while years ago? Was yes. Wrestler, I think, but yeah. Now it's the the rock, it the rock and I would say the rock and block connection. I mean, he's blocking you guys. Mm-hmm. No, I mean we're getting rock blocked. Yeah, you're getting rock blocked. I mean, this is artistic freedom. The rock is. Getting in the way. This is a guy who's always talking about, oh, I'm, you know, once once upon a time I was making twenty cents, whatever his company's name yep. is, three dollars or yep. something. It's a it's a fucking cheat day at ninety seven donuts today. Yep. He's like two scrappy guys trying to break down box office, and he's rock blocking you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're the rock thirty years ago. That's what the bo boys are now. And right. instead of putting the hand out, lifting us up, he's trying to kick us back down because he doesn't want to lose his spot. Yeah, he yeah. smells. Yeah, he he smells what you're ironically what you're cooking. Yeah. he knows he knows what he knows what's coming. I mean, what do you have advice? You know, we're in the fight in, of our lives right now. You know, yeah. The Rock and and Peacock are trying to stop the Bo Boys on YouTube before mm-hmm. we can monetize, before we could, right. you know, become giants in the industry. And you've you've been there. You've had people trying to censor you. Question. So what what, what advice do you have? I mean, obviously we got to fight. We know that. 
I mean, I think that's the thing. I think you have to be as vocal as you can. I, I, I don't think you can allow voice to silence you. That's what, that's what they're going to try and do. He's going to try and intimidate you. He's a muscular guy. He's a right. famous guy. He's a big star. You can't, you can't, you got to look at him as your equal. Mm-hmm, you guys mm-hmm. are equals. You're both human beings, the three of you. Mm-hmm. And you have to go into that and to looking at that way. Don't acquiesce to him. I and mean, let's be honest, the movies have been shit the last couple of years yep. anyway. So mm-hmm. just, just, just say, listen, I'm equal. I, I will say this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's look at your production and what you've done the last couple of years versus the production of what he's done. Right. What's been better? The Beale boys in 2023 or fucking Dwayne Johnson's box office. I mean, what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. Right. The competition. Right. Compa- compare to come on with you guys. Uh, I don't even get it. Compare black Adam to what we did in July where what? I was traveling around the world. I was in yes. different cities. Every episode, uh, uh, yeah. Clayton was holding it down. He was broadcasting from deep in the dirt and Thelma we Louise, pulled up. Yeah. yeah. And we pulled those productions off. Meanwhile, the Rock's last movie was Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Right, that's it. He was trying to tell me it's the most profitable movie ever made. Just lying to his people right now. It's sad. It's sad right. to see. Right. And you know what? The Rock, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but in the last year, Kirk Minahan didn't reach out to The Rock and say, hey, guys, big fan, love to work with you. That didn't happen. No, definitely. No, 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 definitely did not. No, 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 no. If you said to me right now, mm-hmm. you could be in The Rock's next movie. Yeah. Or... You can actually be a B.O. boy. This is not even a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Not even, and that would never, by the way, don't, don't miss, I would never ask that. That's, that's rude. Right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. I apologize for even bringing up the scenario. We know let's it's, say, yeah. Let's just say you were, you were on a, a bike in France and you broke your neck or something. You died. God forbid. Or one of those old ladies, you know, you know, thought you were attacking and sprayed you and you died or something. Right. Right. You know, I would step in if asked, but I would mm-hmm. never. I would never, if if The Rock, never, not in a fucking, I would never be in Black Adam 2 or or whatever, Jumanji 7. No, no, that's, right. that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Right. But if he, point if, is, long story, tr- you guys are equals. At best for him, you guys are equals. That's what that would At say. best. Yeah. Well, right now we're sort of at that point where we're, he's going down, we're going up, we're connecting. And that right. is going to last like maybe, maybe two or three more episodes of our show. Exactly. And then by that point, we're, right. we're past him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He's shaking the ladder. When we're trying to climb up and he's going down, you know, it's like, that's, that's rude. That's rude. Cause we would help him if he wasn't trying to shake the ladder, you no know? Question. Do you think, do you guys think in today's market that, cause it was kind of the last successful, one of the last successful comedy teams. Mm-hmm. If there was a rock Kevin Hart movie out like two weeks from now, and it looked kind of funny. Would people go see it like in today's, or is it just. Does it feel like that's a like a streaming movie? That, I was going to say that's a great if question. Not, if, it's not, if it's not Jumanji, I'm saying if it's Jumanji, right. it's yes. different. It's a franchise. If it's just they made they, they did what was it? Like, Central uh, Intelligence. Yeah, the CIA. Thinking. Right. Like, yeah. If they made a movie like that, where whatever The Rock was getting married to Kevin Hart's like sister or something, mm-hmm. some stupid. Comedy, would that make right. thirty five million opening weekend, or would it make like twelve? Definitely not. Uh, it would Eight million like fourteen million or I do think Kevin Hart too has hurt his brand by doing so many streaming movies the last four or five years that basically people look at Kevin Hart as a guy who does streaming movies, commercials and cameos in, in like Ryan Reynolds movies. They don't look at him as a guy anymore. And he was a movie star. And I think now if people saw a commercial for something with the rock and Kevin Hart, they would assume it's on streaming. That's the big one that it it didn't even have to go to streaming for people to think it's gonna be streaming so by the time it actually is streaming they're like oh there was that thing because yeah kevin hart has relegated himself and the rock you know he's doing an amazon what is this red 
the other red movie. Red, he's he's doing not Red Scare. That's Red else. Notice. Doing that, for Amazon re, where he did Red Notice. The Red right. One. This the, is oh, the right, Rock yeah, is doing yeah. the Red One. Right. Right, right. Uh, which he doesn't call a movie. He calls it a franchise. A franchise already. Yeah. Yeah. He calls it an immediate franchise because and, it's it's or it starts as merch, uh, uh, Amazon content, and then there was some other vertical to it. But he he will not call this a movie. He won't even call his movies movies anymore. Now, isn't it just a catalog for Amazon products? Is this? Did you tell me this, Pat? That you're going to be able to order. From Amazon while watching this movie, oh, it's that's like interactive. Movie, right? yeah. I read about this. Yeah. yeah, so that is what he's doing. Yeah, he's a he's in catalogs now. He's in video catalogs. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 like a, a, a like a, a a woman who's in a Kmart catalog. You know, yeah. like that's what The Rock is now. And yeah, because his next movie, the whole idea is he's Santa Claus or someone in a Santa Claus, and you could buy the things in Santa Claus sack. That's what I've gleaned from different articles about this movie. I mean, does that seem appealing to you at all, Kirk? No, but a uh, final piece of advice on this thing is, you know, you guys are being overly cynical about this rock movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't spike, don't spike the ball. Like be sort of magnanimous. Okay. It. Okay. That's sort of be like, Oh, you know, he's, there's a chance it could work, but, but down deep, you know, it's going to bomb. So you can shit on. Yeah. That's it. a like, professional way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the way I would do it with an enemy at first. I'd be like, look, uh, maybe they have a point. We'll read it. We'll see what it looks like. I just don't think it's going to be great, but what do I know? Okay. And then you know it's going to be bad. So then you can, when you spike the ball eventually, you'll, people will be like, oh, you know what? A couple months ago, they had an open mind about this. Boy, they really handled that well. I love it. I mean, this is Sermon from the Mount. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Teachings uh, from the Book of Kirk. Wow. Great, great advice. We got to make sure our lawyers hear that clip, Clayton. You know, uh, we'll play this best stuff tomorrow for our lawyers. Make sure they hear that clip about the legal advice. So, yeah, great, great clip from that episode. Anything else from that August uh, appearance from Kirk that you'd like to share in a clip form? Well, as everybody knows, one of the biggest stories of the summer was Sound of Freedom. One of the greatest scams ever perpetrated uh, in movie theaters. We say that lovingly. Yes, love a scam. And, of course, we had to talk about it with Kirk, and we had an interesting idea, all of us together, as to how to take Sound of Freedom and its success and help a certain other studio. So listen to this clip where we come up with an amazing idea. Do you think DC would be smart and have Caviezel's character from Sound of Freedom become like a DC superhero. Yeah. Boosting that up a little bit, you know? I could see that as a crossover. Get those people in. I mean, the, the, that the, you're literally buying tickets and not even going to see the movies. DC doesn't care. Yeah. You bring Caviezel's guy. You, I don't know if you put a mask on them or not. But you do something. You give him some sort of superpower. Like, he could be religious or something. So, right. so here's yeah. the pitch, Kirk, and see if you like yeah. this. So in his next mission, because his mission is to stop child trafficking, which is right. a great mission. Sure. He saves some kids, et cetera, et cetera. Find, um, finds a meteor. A meteor has fallen. You and know, he goes oh, to the sea. He's like, I like this. are the yeah. kids in danger? I must see what this is. Mm. Goes over. Meteor gives him superpowers. Can fly. He's basically Superman. But, yeah. you know, you don't call him Superman. He's got the similar sort of powers. And he goes and frees the kids. I thought you were going to say, I like that. I thought you were going to say the meteor comes down. And it's it is Superman, like in in the movie, and he's actually Pa Kent. But Lex Luthor is trying to sex traffic baby Superman. That's even better. Wow. Diesel has to 
Kavizo has to stop that from happening. You know, Sound wow. of Freedom meets Superman. Sound of Superman? I, I don't know what it is. I'm just spitballing here, but yeah, you combine those two, and then yeah, you might be off to the races. Yeah, because that, I mean, is there a better advertisement for stopping child trafficking if you think, hey, one of these kids might grow up to be Superman someday? Yes. And is there a better, let's be honest about this, is there a better pitch for the sex trafficker himself than, hey, get a look at what this kid can do? You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Superman here. Yeah. Right. This that is that is the gold standard. Uh, man, yeah, the money that these traffickers could make off of baby baby Kryptonians. Oh my God, it'd be unbelievable. So I think that'd be their move because uh, because right now, like I mean, I know the Brie Larson sequel is coming. I know Deadpool's coming. I know, right. but I couldn't tell you between now and Superman. I have no goddamn idea what what they have coming out. No clue at all. I don't right. even know. Yeah, Man of Freedom. I mean, that's that's, that's the movie. Twenty five, right? The Superman one, not Man of Freedom. That's a different one. But yeah, Superman's yeah. 2025. Is that right? Yeah, As of right now? It's going to be a while. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, they could churn out this the Sound of Freedom, Man of Freedom a lot quicker than that. They could really get the jump on James Gunn and his Superman right. with the Jim Caviezel Superman. I mean, and the fan bases are similar because, I mean, so much of the Sound of Freedom success was, like you said, People buying tickets to support the brand. And, you know, that brand was anti-sex trafficking, whatever the brand was there. DC and comic book fans are the same way. If you could convince them that, hey, buy these tickets for someone to show your support for the brand over Marvel, they'd That's be into that. Yeah, it's a good idea. I and mean, I think they should figure out ways to put Kavis in all these movies. Like he can maybe solve the Rachel Ziegler problem. Somehow it's Snow White. Snow White, yeah. You know, maybe he can maybe he can get that bad at it. Who knows? I right. know, I have no idea. All I know is Jim Caviezel right now in a traffic movie is IP baby. Well like Sound of Freedom 2 is going to happen, right? Oh, a hundred percent. It has to happen. I think the Snow White thing is he stops the dwarves from being trafficked. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's I close so. enough. They're right. very you know, so. it's close enough to children. Right, right. I could see that. Right, that right. Right, you take the you take Snow White's wig off, and it was Caviezel's uh, FBI agent, or what? I guess he's not in the FBI. He's a man on he's on his own, but it's yeah, it's he him. He doesn't answer anybody. Yeah, right, right, yeah. and he's posing as Snow White to get these dwarves out of out of these like sex dungeons. That would be a powerful film at the box office. So hopefully, some studio gets on that. Angel Studios, listen to this clip show, and. Kirk joined us the, a couple of weeks later. He joined us in September for a uh, uh, an episode about one of his heroes, Sly Stallone, had the Expendables, came out. A lot of people forget that, but the Expendables 4 came out this past September. Kirk Minahan joined us to talk about that film. He had boots on the ground reporting in this next clip. So let's get Kirk Minahan talking Sly Stallone and Expendables 4. I saw Expendables four in the movie theater this week. I wow. had to do it. I owe it to him. Wow! It was it was beyond hard. It was horrible, 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 horrible. Look, uh, we're not look, as you guys know. We're not critics here, right? Huh? huh. But uh, uh, I just want to say that parent and it got a B minus cinema score, which is brutal. Yeah, that's bad. So, but like my thing, I keep yeah. A yes, it's a confusing and dumb way trying way too hard. B like you know in the other movies before, I had a lot of fun with those movies. You had Bruce Willis. I understand he can't be in now. You had Mel Gibson. You had uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You had Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. You had all these guys. Like where? I heard Wesley you guys talk Snipes. About Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. 
Like, where's Liam Neeson in this movie? Right. And I keep saying this all the time, and nobody cares, but Rocky fans care. I still don't know why Carl Weathers never been one of these movies. Right. But like, where, where, where is the Nicolas Cage? Where is the, the Chuck Norris is in one of them? Like, where you have to make this more tongue in cheek. This was essentially like a Statham, Megan Fox. Like, this movie could have so easily just been dumped in, on, on demand like six months ago, and nobody would have known. I don't get it. The franchise is obviously dead. It's not even going to do well overseas. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems so half-assed. I don't even. It never had a chance. It was mm-hmm. not even promoted. It was just dead on arrival, and it's it's sort of a sad thing for me because this is going to be it for Sloan. Like he's kind of always every half decade or so kind of rescued himself, but like this is it. This is kind of a sad way to go home. You guys say this all the time, and this this is the one where I think it actually works. Like, wouldn't it be worth three million dollars to have Logan Paul in this movie? Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, like that's like we you talk about like that is where he should be in this movie. He would be promoting it like crazy. He'd be on YouTube. He'd be on WWE. Yep. He'd be all over the place. And kids like Harry, my son. I always use my son Harry as an example. He has no interest in seeing. But you, but you put Logan Paul in as like the ass kicking, like young guy in the Expendables who like is trying to learn his way around. And Sloan breaks his balls. Yep. Home run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'd and he recreate. Guarantee would have done it. He'd recreate a big stunt from the movie in real life. You know, like he'd let himself right, get thrown right. out of a plane and he'd hold a GoPro and a and an iPhone while he did and, it. And guess what he'd be able to do right now? He'd promote the movie. Yes, he wouldn't like, give a no shit. No one else is promoting movies. He'd be promoting it all the time. Yes, yes. Even if he is in SAG, it wouldn't matter to Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Right, no, he's, yeah. not like, uh, he's not like a, a uh, uh, geez, what's a Jessica Chastain or a Clayton. Like he's not, you know, he's right. not one of these people, you know, one of these loyalists. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. A member in bad standing. I don't know about Jessica Chastain if she's paid her dues or not. I'm sure she has somebody doing it uh, for her. But uh, that's been the main hang up for Clayton paying his dues is he just hasn't had someone doing the paperwork. Mm -hmm. It's so much paperwork. I can only imagine. So this trailer really sold this as a Curtis 50 cent vehicle. A lot of that. A lot of that. And, and would you say that? Is he is he kind of the lead with Statham in kind this movie? Of, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's fast. It's like an hour and 38 minutes or something. Like, it was it had a couple of huge explosions, but it felt, it also felt like I didn't feel this way about the first one, and it kind of got, in each one, more and more so. This one felt cheap. Yes. It just yes. felt like, when you're watching it, it felt like one of those movies that pop up on On Demand that, like, you know, Willis did for a while or like mm. Al Pacino's in one where you're like, oh, like Mel Gibson's in with Cole Hauser. And you're like, oh, it looks like it costs like 10 million bucks. Right. Yeah. Right. So it just was like, I I went out of loyalty for all the years I spent watching Rocky and Rambo movies. Like I felt like I owed Stallone that. Had to do it. It's tough to open a movie based purely on loyalty and, yeah, and an audience feeling bad for the star. Yeah. That, that's like if they would have used the tagline expendables for you owe me this. Mm. I mean, then it would be right. like, okay, you know, right. I could see that, but you can only do that once. You couldn't do that for the fifth one. You couldn't say, right. Hey, you still owe me. It's like, now nah, I did my deed. Lionsgate, I think knew it had a stinker on its hands. It's really yeah. allocating a lot of its money towards saw X, which I know Pat's very high on. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit lower on, oh, God. but I heard him in the preview. Jesus. Yeah, I know. He's true. Well, it's Kirk. Mm. They bought a song for <laughs> was, the commercial. Can you believe that? It's very weird. Yeah, what song was that? 
They bought a Holly um, song. They bought the air that I breathe, and they did a creepy version. All I need is the air. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, but you and, and who knew who knew the power of the great box office star? The Expendables four claimed they put Ellen Burstyn in it. Then forget it. It probably would have opened. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, huge. I mean, right. one of the great. If she was there with a, but you wouldn't go, Clayton. If Ellen Burstyn was there, how about her and Jane Fonda, maybe with guns, like as the bad guys, like in these movies, maybe or, a crossover. Like, so, like a her, four. Uh, I love you as a guest, but I'd be up out of my chair right now. Right. You know, you'd Come see on, like right, you'd right. see like a dust cloud that looks <laughs> like me, and I'd right. be at the yeah. theater. That would be a good movie: The Book Club Girls versus The Expendables. Yes. Like, that, at this point, it's a fair fight. Because as Jack <laughs> as those guys were and are, age evens out everybody. Old people. And you have the ultimate people. like historical irony of maybe Rocky is maybe Stone's playing Rambo, Vietnam veteran, and Jane Fonda realizes her mistakes of the past and takes a gun away from a Vietnam veteran and goes to war. Like Ooh. everything is full circle here. Wow! So they're playing meta versions of themselves. Yes. The I'm in for that. Yeah, Hanoi Rambo Jane versus- herself. Yes, repents. Right. Or, or Sloan just blows her away for it. Something like that. These things could yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. The Expendables movies did need to go more in that direction because everyone. More yeah. More tongue in cheek. I mean, th- listen, we all said that when we watched came out of that second one, it's like you get Webster in here, you get, you know, the brawny mm-hmm. paper towel guy in there. Like they mm-hmm. needed to start mm-hmm. going in that direction. Instead, just Megan Fox and 50 Cent, that, that's not enough. They had to go full nuts, so get the book club crossover. Right. Now, Kirk, I know you talk a lot on your show with movies about the schwing factor, right? Is there yes. a schwing factor? All, mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. Megan Fox, was there a mm-hmm. schwing factor here? I feel like she's swung out. I feel like maybe okay. her... Nothing against her. She's a lovely woman, but I, I feel like her, her peak in terms of people paying attention to her is, I feel like maybe that I'm trying to think who they, it was too late, but if they could have cast that woman who went on that rant on the airplane. Yes. That's a, a great one. Ago, yes. You know, yeah. That might've been better, that, but like, you know, she's, I think Megan Fox's time is that kind of person that's come and gone. And I think you guys said this, like, I wouldn't have been surprised if her and Statham had been like some movie that went on demand like a year ago. Like there's mm-hmm. no, there's no appetite for those. I don't care. I feel like a, I feel like a night when I'm watching this, I feel like a 12th, Knock off of Mr. and Mrs. Smith almost. I'm like, why am I? What, what do I care about these people? It, it was weird in the trailer how much they pushed that as as the selling point that yeah, it was going to be Statham and Megan Fox as a couple because the Expendables were always here's a team of 80s steroided out freakazoid well, stars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we doing? What yeah. What are now, we doing? Do- and, and I'm going to throw out a name of who could have been. And again, I think you would have had to move fast on the casting. But I think if they had Lauren Boebert in there in the Megan Fox oh, role, yes, and, and that video broke this week, right? That's like another eight or ten million dollars in the opening weekend box office. That's a good one. Yeah, and she's yeah. a relevant, current. And listen, we don't do politics, huh? We are not political. Huh? Show. I'm talking just in terms of right. babes of the moment. That is someone who I think would have added uh, Ooh, the swing factor. Yeah. That yeah, she works for me. I like that. Yeah, that that would have worked. Maybe. Yeah, her her and Statham like going to see a play at the beginning of the movie. Yep. They start fooling around, and all of a sudden the bad guys come in and take over. And then you're off to the races. Yes, yes, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That yep. would have made that video make so much more sense too if it was like secret promotion for a movie she starred in. Yeah, and again, she's not she's not a member of SAG. I mean, she she could promote away. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, she could absolutely talk 100%. about it. Yeah, I mean, Expendables four. 
it's probably going to be remembered more for what it didn't have than what it did have. And as evidence in that clip, you know, Kirk nailed it. Logan Paul. The movie needed Logan Paul. Yeah, that movie needed Logan. So many movies need Logan Paul, but Expendables 4, I think more than anything this past year, needed Logan Paul. So in that clip, Kirk did mention someone who he then just further expanded upon later in that episode. Kirk in September really was uh, high on Ellen Burstyn. You know, she had the Exorcist movie, was about to come out in a few weeks, Exorcist Believer. And Kirk Minahan had a lot of thoughts about Ellen Burstyn. And he shared them here on the BO Boys. So let's listen to Kirk delve deep into the world of Ellen Burstyn. So you touched on it earlier when you were talking about Ellen Burstyn needing to be in an Expendables movie. What a star. I mean, I can't believe... Yeah. Like all the movies I watched as a kid with Ellen Burstyn growing, whether it was a Spitfire Grill, God, I must have watched that 70, 80 times. I mean, it's just, she's, she kicked my buddies and I would hang out and watch Ellen Burstyn movies all the time. She's right. probably, oh. I would go, crew as a kid, Stallone, Cruise, Harrison Four. But even then, like my dad said, do you want to watch Air Force One or do you want to watch, you know, uh, an Ellen Burstyn movie? I would say, Dad, I'm like, let's, come on, it's Ellen time. And, right. And we yeah. would, we would, we had, ironically, we had a dance. We had an Ellen dance for Ellen Burstyn before Ellen DeGeneres. She just made us dance. We used to dance around the house when Ellen Burstyn movies would come on. Wow. I mean, I, there's so many like you. I mean, that's why Exorcist, I we. I mean, that's why Pat oh. is so excited about this Exorcist movie. How, when, I I saw, want, when I was in the trailer, when I saw the first trailer for that with my son, my 11-year-old son, Harry, when they show young Ellen Burstyn from The Exorcist and they show her old face, Harry went, ape shit like he yeah. was jumping up and down he went right. fucking i was like harry we, we all feel this way but you gotta relax buddy we gotta, so did gotta he get... just spontaneously do the dance that you had done and you did not yeah. even prompt or teach this dance look i don't want to be graphic he was a boy before that he was a man after oh yeah i'm just gonna say, like i watched him become a man it was exciting it was an exciting process just the trailer made him a just man the trailer yeah 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 just the trailer yeah. yeah, I mean, you do have to be careful with Ellen Burson. You don't want to get too much too soon. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's a danger. That is a danger. Yeah. Is she a bigger star than Taylor Swift right now? Yes. I, I mean, think I think definitely. Pat would say so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll throw this out there as a last-minute uh, marketing attempt for Exorcist Believer. Now, we, of course, have Taylor Swift dating an NFL player. She was at a Chiefs game on camera screaming, let's, let's have and go. That's what she was shown saying from the stands. Great promotion for Taylor Swift to get. I mean, listen, she's already got more fans than she needs, but trying to reach over to even that male demographic, that salt of the earth demographic that maybe isn't in her core base. Should Ellen Burstyn in the next and time is of the essence in the next two weeks, Kirk, can she start dating an NFL star to get on camera? I'll do even better. I mean, the big rumor around Massachusetts the last couple of weeks in the NFL is that Bill Belichick broke up with his girlfriend, his longtime oh. girlfriend. Oh. You know, he's grumpy. He needs somebody to kind of light. He needs somebody new in his life. Ellen Burstyn comes in and starts dating Bill Belichick. That's a that's fantastic promotion. Two Dad, of the best to ever do he's it. He's grumpy. He's kind of scary, you know, but can she tame him kind of thing? Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Biggest box office star of all time, Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. And the greatest coach of all time. I mean, this is the, you know, uh, this is the woman who played Barbara Bush and Oliver Stone's W, one of the great box office hits of all time. 
Yeah. Does Ellen Burstyn sort of spruce him up, give him a new look? And on the sideline, yeah, right. we see, you know, he's in a suit. He's in a, or or at least a, you know. Well, sleeves. 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 Right. She's got sleeves yeah. on him. Yeah. she but, can maybe gets, but maybe he gets really mad in the official during the game and his head starts moving. She comes in and calms him down. She's able to talk to him. You know, that, and then, oh, oh uh, you know, here comes the exorcist coming out this date. And Jim Nance says it on CBS. They go right to a commercial for it. Yeah. Done. That would be huge. I mean, her people, because I mean, all these Hollywood couples, they're all set up through management. So Ellen Burson's management, Bill Belichick's management, get on this because the Patriots could use that kind of boost this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she's still in her box office prime. She's 90. So I mean, she's got a long way to go. But, you know, for this one, yeah, that would help. Right, right now, are they maybe starting this already, like subtly building up to to Belichick having a possession? Because the other weekend, he really spiked that red flag. You saw that, right? Yeah, that's a you know maybe you know he starts his skin starts to look a little gray. You know, right, I right. mean, you know, I didn't watch the game. I was not able to watch the game um, this weekend. I don't know if his skin is graying, but I mean, they could be building to something till we see full on pea soup. Sure. On yeah. the sidelines yeah. by yeah. Bill Belichick. Right. Belichick. I, yeah. Yeah. I think you got to check the post game today. Did Bill Belichick, and I think this would be telling, did he say that the most important part of a game is possession? Because you go. Yeah, you got to win, win the possession game. You have yeah. to win it. Mm-hmm. If Belichick says the word possession in a post-game breakdown, I think he's about to start dating Ellen Burson. That, that's for <laughs> sure. Okay, from one girl boss to another, we're going to talk about Kirk coming back in October to talk about Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. A huge story from this year. And... He is talking about and responding to, I had had a rant episode before where I said firmly, and I still believe this, that this is not a movie. It is an event because it did not fall under my A-list, AMC A-list subscription. And so I had a very powerful rant, a very uh, strong, impassioned rant. And we sort of dissect it a little bit and talk about it and end up giving Taylor Swift a little bit of what the kids would say, her flowers in this episode. For Taylor Swift, again, everything needs to look like a giant success, which this was. And it just pushes people towards the grosses that get reported every week, which is the weekend. You know, so like people who would have saw on a Tuesday, they got to see on the Friday and that adds to the weekend grosses, which is what makes the news. Right. In so, solidarity with Clayton, who I may be working for me or working together, I won't. I will now not see this movie after what they did to him. I mean, I just won't. I just won't do it. I simply won't. I and mean, that's as a movie guy, I shouldn't be that way, but I have to be loyal, so I won't do it. Yeah. What did you think, Kirk, when you heard what is now the famous rant last week on the show, Clayton mm-hmm. furious mm-hmm. about yeah. AMC A list not allowing you to get Taylor Swift as part of your subscription package when you heard well, that rant. I loved it. A, it could be, you know, uh, it made me, I was going to New York uh, for something Barstool related a couple of weeks ago and I heard your emergency podcast, mm-hmm. which in some way I thought was almost a reaction to something I had said. There was a lot to, to my reaction being critical of Taylor Swift. And look, I mean, I'm starting to wonder now if Taylor Swift is just running an entire scam. I don't know if she's just some sort of major yeah. league scam artist where mm-hmm. she's just taking money from these people, hand over fish. I don't know if it's some sort of, you know, made off like scheme, but yeah, it was a wow. good solid. That's what we like. 
from the Kirk Minahan show. That's why Clayton moves right to the top. Like quick rants, boom, get the thing on TikTok, cut it up. My producer's my, I get a young producer now. He's like 23. Right. He'll cut that thing up and like, he'll be dancing around. He'll have Taylor Swift's face on Clayton's face while he's doing a rant. He'll have her dress on. Perfect. That's a home run rant right there. That that's great. I love that you've got a young TikTok friendly producer now because that that's that's what all our shows need. I mean, right. we have it now. We have wannabe O senior intern Christopher killing it with the vertical base. Yeah. I'm so glad you have now found your Christopher. Yeah, I do a top ten list for TikTok every day. Now at the end of the show, I put my hat on backwards and come up with a different yeah, list. Every day. I, did, I did the top ten Jewish people the other day, trying to bring some solidarity. I saw like, that. You know, I love. I love that great list. You threw Springsteen in there. Yeah, Springsteen, of course. But but I, uh, you know, that rant. I think like all great rants are rooted in truth. That mm-hmm. is wild. That that's you know. Even I walk by the little theater in the town I live in, Lexington, Massachusetts. Taylor Swift, they have the prices. They had the Halloween, the original Halloween they were playing this weekend, a revival. Mm-hmm. Six bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kills Flower Moon, whatever it was. Nine, Taylor Swift, $19.89. I know. Uh, look, I want all these movies to make all this money, but boy. I mean, it's that. an in-joke. I mean, for for a joke. Like, it's a goof. Nineteen eighty nine right, right. is a goof. Right. Because it's the name of her album. Now, here's the thing. I will say, I did see this over the weekend because, as you know, because you're a listener, I went with a friend of mine. I right. did not back down uh, from being with somebody that I enjoy spending time with and I made a a agreement with. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of my word. We went. Sure. I will say, I did enjoy it for what it was, which was a special event. It's not a film. It's a special event. But here's what I got to say. I'm not taking back anything that I said. I will say that I, I, I was being a little disingenuous because we love scammers on this show. Mm, We've talked about true. a great scam and we respect a great scam. And I think a lot, right, yeah. a lot of my anger came from being one of the people that got scammed. Uh, you were yeah. seeing the reaction of somebody who got scammed. And oh, so I want to give my respect to Taylor Swift as an ultimate scammer. Cause you mentioned she is running a great scam and not just this, this isn't her only scam. Now we're both Gen X Kirk. So you'll understand this more that this would see, seem like Greek to Pat, but yeah, I won't get it, but yeah. Remember well, when we used to buy CDs, Pat, those are those silvery things that you had, you know, the, the disc sort of thing. I had a Nirvana one. Yeah. So you used to buy compilations of songs right say from the 70s right oh yeah, yeah billboards and, oh, right yeah. yeah and things like that and uh because there wasn't your your napsters there wasn't your spotify's there wasn't anything like that mm-hmm. you would buy these compilations and sometimes you would get a re-recording right say oh, sure. it was one toke over the line and it would be brewer was singing but shipley wasn't there right, <laughs> right. and you would be upset you would be angry and it wouldn't matter that oh these people own their you know the original and so they had to re-record it because then they would make money we didn't care we felt ripped off yeah she has made a business out of re-recording her albums and Mm -hmm. she's made it into something that is a a feminist thing is a sort of righteous thing that is the ultimate scam Brewer and Shipley never did that. No, they didn't. No, no film for them either. Yeah, yeah. that is yeah. the ultimate scam. Yeah. And it's amazing. And so I respect her as a scammer. She is the best scammer going right now. It's a good point because, you know, you guys this summer, and you were right, you guys gave Sounder Freedom a ton of credit for yep. what yeah. they did. It was 
uh, well-executed scams. So yes. you're being consistent. I, I like that. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Right. If if we didn't yell and scream about Sound of Freedom, we shouldn't yell and scream about the Taylor Swift scam. They're this both great pro box office scammers. But I know? was I was I was personally affected by the right. Taylor Swift scam. So you were seeing the effects of uh, the scammed person. Right. Real, real, real you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I don't regret what I said, but I will say respect to the scammer. Right. And I also saw it this weekend. I saw it with nieces and the party atmosphere was great. Though I will I will say there was one moment that gave me some uh, a bit of a scare. And when I saw this movie, sitting with my sister, my wife, my nieces, my mom was there, full family. We had a full row. Not me. I was not invited. Just not so, invited. No. D- don't picture me there because I was never. I, it was never even mentioned. I no, didn't even get no. like a. Not even in a in a kidding around. Way. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That could have been misinterpreted. Yeah, no. Never, no. And I went to a couple of songs in. Went to go get some more concessions for my nieces. I get back at that point in the movie. All these tween teen young girls are in the aisle already and they're singing and they got their phones out and i had to get past them to get to my row where my family was and i had that moment where then they started having phones out and i'm behind them Mm. and i'm like is this what ends it all Mm -hmm. me trying to squeeze past these teen tween young girls who Again, they have their phones out. Yeah. And I think I I think it was okay. I think I was able to get past them in a way where everything is okay. But that is the one warning. And we talked about creep show screenings of Taylor Swift. And I think maybe that really is starting to become necessary. You you're playing operation. You were I can't touch anything here in this aisle. Yes. I just need to I yeah. need to get yeah, I need to get this popcorn and these, you know, nachos past them and yeah. not wind up on a TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I think I was able to do that and it was a su- successful event. Yeah, I mean, this thing, whether it's a movie, whether it's not, this has been such a boon for box office. So, Kirk, what is the, have you gotten any more reactions within the Kirk Minahan show world, the stoolies? And I know at Barstool, you have a few very sort of famous Swifties. Have you interacted with, I guess, the main Swiftie over at Barstool? Have you had any discussions about how the the Taylor Swift movie has went for this person? Not really. My producer, again, one of my new producers, Coleman, he's 23. He's a bro. Mm -hmm. He uh, tweeted the video that went around of those girls in a circle at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. a week or two ago that they look like, you know, a horror film. Mm -hmm. And he dumped on them and I quote tweeted it just like I quote tweeted the Clayton one and I said you know listen like these are kids having like this is what kids are supposed to do if Bruce Springsteen right had a born in the USA concert film in 1984 I would have been I would have come in with the ripped jeans and the white yep. t-shirt and the bandana and the fist up high like right yeah Clayton I love that the three of us love a scam and Kirk stood up for Taylor Swift hashtag I stand with Taylor that was uh, that was flowing through Kirk's veins in that past clip. Now, Clayton, in that same episode, Kirk took us to task a little bit. Do you want to set up this next clip where, you know, Kirk, Kirk gives it to us straight? Yeah, listen, and not, uh, you know, we love having Kirk on and we expect him to come on and cut the shit. We cut the shit on our show. He knows mm-hmm. that. He comes and he cuts the shit. 
and he cut the shit on a little change at the beginning of our show that has been very controversial and he is the first fan to come on air and talk about it so here is that clip huge weekend it was martin scorsese versus taylor swift leo versus taylor swift she couldn't beat joker last week but was she able to beat leo so movie stars all over the place historic director we had to bring in a heavy hitter for this episode we brought him in podcast jesus is here Kirk yes Manahan. yes yes Yes, boys. As always, it's great to be here. It's great. Can I? Can, can may, may they? May they ask an editorial question? Is that okay? Of course, course. go for it. Maybe explain. That. I think I hear. I don't think I've missed anything. But why is it? F it. It's a raw feed now. Am I allowed to ask that question or no? Well, here, here we go. Listen, we've got our eye on the future. Yeah, we've got our okay, eye on the dollar. No, no. You, you, you're so perceptive. I just love how perceptive you are. Okay. Well, as a, as a huge listener, I, I mean, it makes me wonder, you guys appeasing the larger, are you playing ball with the mainstream now that you've become more popular? I mean, we're, we're not playing ball yet. We're, we're looking to play ball in the future, I think mm-hmm. is the big thing. And, Long gotcha, you know, yeah. we're crunching the numbers, crunching future numbers. And we're mm-hmm. thinking, do we want to have in the first five seconds of every show, you know, uh-huh. because listen, we're we're a free will and show. Mm-hmm. Sure, we're sure. gonna we're gonna be cursing. We're gonna have naked women in the studio. All the stuff I know that. From the is that a is that a is, is that a president's call? Is that somebody? Is that they both come to that conclusion or whose idea was that? Um, you know, I mean, everything here is is sixty forty, and you gotcha. could guess right who is who. Sure. Um, but in the well, end, we both agree on it. Yeah, okay. I was just curious as a listener. I wanted to ask you that because I. I Heard it the other day running and I actually stopped okay. in the morning in my tracks and said, wait a minute, what this is, I enjoy that. Now, I, I, I'm i afraid to say that word now. I, I enjoy that sort of, here we go off to the races, but I'm I, I just curious. That's all. Just, 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 just curious. You didn't injure yourself though when you stopped, right? You no, were- but at my age, you know, I'll be 50 next week. Right. Uh, w- once I start running after I stop, it's a whole... The old, the elder, you guys are obviously from the same generation, of course. So you would, you would understand. Uh, technically, I mean, I'm Gen X. I'm your generation. So also I, Gen uh, X. Yeah. yeah. So we're all sure, in the same right. boat. Yeah. The guys like me, like my friend, Ellie Burstyn, at our age, when we're running and exercising like that. It's, it becomes a whole to do and you have to get started again. So it did, it did take me a while to get going. You know, it's, it's God, we'd never want to injure a listener uh, sure. by accident. So I think you know, we probably should have had a warning mm-hmm. before yeah. the first time we did that, that, you yeah, know, yeah. trigger warning, we say F it. Gotcha. Early on. So yeah, sure. you're right. We we should have done that. So Pat, as you can see, you know, we, we can get nothing past Kirk. So Kirk came back in December, came back for appearance number five, and it was a barn burner. Mm-hmm. So we started that episode we were talking Wonka, and we were talking movie stars. So this was an in-depth discussion. The B.O. Boys, Kirk Minahan, is Timothy Chalamet a movie star? And who are the hot young movie stars of the moment? We really got into it. So let's listen to that clip. This is another IP hit. Does this yes. further the idea that Chalamet is a star? I've heard you guys talk about this. Does it do nothing for that? Or is it, are we neutral I mean- yeah. Uh, where, where are we? I feel like this is the beginning of a coming out party for Timothy Chalamet as a true okay. star mm-hmm. with this movie and then Dune 2. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that 
a lot of the reason a certain demographic is going to see this movie is for Timothy Chalamet because this skewed female, 54%, 60% of the audience, 18 to 34, largest demo being 18 to 24 at 33%, 10, 10% between 13 and 17. But I mean, kids aren't out of school yet. Once the kids get out of school, I mean, it's going to be a mob scene to see this Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think he's going to have the Bobby Soxers all in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. And I do think, yes, this is the start of a, a rise of a big star. Good. About fucking time. Like I'm waiting yes. for these guys to become a star. So he's now 27. When DiCaprio was 27, he was 2001. He was in that sort of that other than the beach kind of that abyss. Right. Then the next year he did catch me if you can. That was a big and, one. And, uh, yeah. uh, Jesus games in New York, basically. Yeah. So it, that's kind of what I need. That's what I need now from Chalamet. Like I need him to do like a normal movie with like a normal kind. Of, like I don't need him to be like eating people or acting mm-hmm. like Wonka. I want to see him put like a suit on. I want to see him be like Daniel Caffey and a few good men or, mm-hmm. you know, I want you want him, him to be a lawyer. You want yeah, him to just, be in a, yeah, yeah. You want him to be in a, in a like court drama, which is what we all want. We, we all I, want, I want an adult I want to, to come him, back. Yeah. I want to see him be an adult. I want to see, can this guy not be sort of like the guy he was and, uh, Jesus, what was the ladybird? Uh, yeah, lady. I, I don't need him sitting on the top of a car being like whimsical. Like it's yeah. right. It's time now. It's graduation day. This is fine. You get your papers now. Now give me a few. Give me the firm. Give me a few good men. Give me something. You know, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. I, I mean that that is though the modern movie star problem is who can open a movie as a lawyer as a lawyer who uncovers something unseemly. And then Michael B. Jordan couldn't do it a couple of years ago. He couldn't do it. So yeah, you know, do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Leo could if he did it, but he's not going to do it. Right. Nobody. Right. Is the answer well, nobody? Well, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw four names out here okay. and let's, Ooh, like let's discuss who do we think has the best chance of being the movie star who could open a movie playing a lawyer. So we got Chalamet, mm-hmm. Austin Butler, mm-hmm. Tom Holland. And I had one other in my head a second ago and I've lost it. But of those three, do we see any potential for any of them two years from now? They're opening a movie just playing a lawyer. Chalamet, Tom Holland, Austin Butler. Were you t- were oh, you and, and, and my fourth one, here's my fourth one that I just remembered. You know, he's had IP hits, Robert Pattinson. You know, he's been a hit when he plays right. the Batman. He's had his indie movies that people like. He's, of course, a teen star. But can he just play a right. lawyer? None of these people have had hits on their own. Removed from my, just on their own. Like a guy, you know, crawling around the woods like the Revenant. Right. Or, or a few good men. Yeah. None, of, none of that is. Uh, I mean, Holland's the closest if you give Uncharted that was like a wall. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, yeah. it's video game IP, but I, it's not Mario. Like I think a lot of people went to that movie having no idea it was a video game. You know, right. I, I think Tom Holland, I can't see as a lawyer. Uh, he's too much of a baby face. Um, too young. Yeah. He, and um, Austin Butler, I mean, a Southern lawyer. I mean, I'm, you know, I Tanda wish Till, that, would he be Austin Butler now? Is that yeah? I mean, I wish we would have seen the bike riders 
before this so i could see right. how he did in that and then be like put a suit on that guy right he's probably right. the closest i think that so i too. think can do it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i'd almost bet if, if you're telling me three four years from now one of those people had a movie that made over 90 million dollars just playing a lawyer or like a, a cab driver who's on to some something you know that mm -hmm. other people don't see uh or in a midnight run type movie oh, you man. know is 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 in a cop he's a, a, a playing a cop and he's mm -hmm. you know he's got a wacky partner like i feel like, honestly it feels like austin butler has the best chance of that but then i mean we're here talking about chalamet with wonka and dune yeah. well chalamet's I mean, the biggest star right now i think yeah. in that group i, I think so yeah 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 but i I don't know. Maybe, I mean, one of these guys will eventually go. It feels like Austin Butler has a grown up like face where Chalamet and Tom Holland still look like kids to me. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, may yeah. change. I mean, you know, the, those things do change. I hope for them to change, but yeah. Right. I mean, that was the Leo problem. And I think you mentioned mm -hmm. Gangs of New York. One of the sticking points and what bumped people was how he still sort of looked baby faced in that. And he was able to, of course, grow into this, this, you know, genuine. Old, you know, male actor that people never think about like that anymore, unless they go back and are like, oh, he looked like a, a beautiful, like, you know, uh, God back in the day. And now he's sort of just a good looking guy, which is great. You want to have that sort of like right, trajectory. We've all aged into that. Yeah. So Chalamet, he's the thing is this Wonka opening, it puts him at the top of the guys who are sure things. If you pair them with an IP, you know, because, mm -hmm. Listen, we've seen plenty of actors who you you shove an IP up their ass and it still bombs. Sure. You know? So right. uh, uh, Joe, what was that guy? Joe from Mars? Is that Taylor Kitsch? What was that movie? Oh, Clayton? yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe John, Carter from Mars. Uh, Mar Carter? Uh, yeah. John Carter from John Mars. John Carter on yeah. Mars. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so you could you could lead a, a horse to IP. It doesn't mean it's going to drink. So with Wonka, we're seeing Chalamet. You know, he took an IP that could have easily bombed. You know, doing a Willy Wonka remake in 2023, this was no slam doink. So mm -hmm. you got to give him a lot of credit for the fact that this seems like it's going to work. But I mean, does Chalamet open Battleship? I mean, that was the other Taylor Kitsch bomb of that same year. So I, like, I, does Chalamet open Shoots and Ladders? Right, right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think so. I think that's where he's at. He's that kind of star who's going to open IP that a Taylor Kitsch type failure is not going to be able to open you know he can open an ip a Candyland movie with uh, chalamets could do a lot better than a candy man candy movie with joel kinnaman but pat could he finally crack stretch armstrong oh that's the big one can <laughs> chalamet, chalamet the do... guy to do yeah. that? chalamet cracking stretch armstrong would be like LeBron coming to the Knicks and winning yes. a championship. Like if that yes. movie is a hit, it's the same thing. Yes. Yes. An entire he would be a God voices. forever. Chalamet yeah. would be a God forever. Yes. Yes. So uh, is this, was this in on Harry Minahan's radar? Is this too young skewing for a little bit? I think he's, I think he's a little bit like his dad who was always creeped out by the Gene Wilder movie. I understand it's a great movie, but I, I was, just always weirded out as a kid. It felt very British, obviously, to me as a mm. kid. I didn't quite understand. I didn't like the guy in the candy store singing. I didn't like that that mom song. I hated it. Mm -hmm. Wonka. I did not like the remake. So I'm I'm, I'm like an anti Wonka 
guy. I, I think that agenda might have been pushed maybe a little too hard. Did you, were you uh, anti Johnny Depp's Wonka being based off of Michael Jackson when that came out at the time? Okay. Yeah, a little bit, though I'm starting to, Showtime had a, and look, this is not a TV podcast, you know? No. Huh? Of course I'm saying. Huh? Huh? But uh, Showtime had a good documentary on the 40th anniversary of Thriller. So I am starting to reconsider a little bit Michael, Jer- Michael Jackson, the artist, the best I can. Remove okay. him from the man. But yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, I was a, I, that was kind of, I was starting to get depth out at that point too. So Pat, the who could play a lawyer test, I think is a great test going forward for who could be the next great movie star. Yeah. I mean, honestly, as our empire expands and we move eventually into board games, the which actor could open a movie as a lawyer? That's a possible home game version of the BO Boys. A huge moneymaker right there. So that episode, we then moved on to talking about some other movies, and we quickly touched on a movie that Clayton, you and I saw this past holiday. We talked about Kirk's thoughts on Boys in the Boat from George Clooney. So let's get some hot takes from Kirk on George Clooney. I mean, this book, this best-selling book that's so boring, is, you know if you can hear this or not, that's the sound of my dad trying to get out of his casket to go see this movie. This was born for my late father to go sit yeah. through this terrible looking. Like, I'm watching this and I'm like, George Clooney has actually managed to pull it off. I actually think uh, Good Night, Good Luck's a good movie. Yeah, I actually think the Chuck Barris movie, the Rockwell one, uh, Confession of a Dangerous Mind's even better. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like he's gotten worse each movie as a director, yes. like yeah. it's almost impossible. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know what's left. I, I can't. Why is he doing this? Like he's a he took his career very seriously for a long time. The Michael Clayton descendants, sort of uh, Syriana era, whether you like them or not, serious guy doing serious movies, but always mixes in t- terrible directorial decisions throughout. Yeah, Suburban. This man directed yeah, Suburban. Yeah. Leatherheads. Right. George Clooney is Monuments sort of like Kevin man. Kevin Smith. Yes. He's got yes. a very Kevin Smith-esque sort of right. career where, of course, Chasing Amy, the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. So that was his third movie. Third film, yeah. And then after that, it's pretty much all been trash, and I've, I've seen almost every minute of it. But still, I mean, I think Clooney is a Kevin Smith. But he was an actor, though. He would even mix in, like, The Ides of March, which is flawed but still interesting, and the one with Jesus, the one with Bullock in space, gone blanking. Um, it made a zillion dollars. The, the oh, one we Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, gravity. 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 Like, yeah, you know, yeah. he when would he do that. He's not even doing that stuff anymore. Like, he's doing, look, the one with Julie Roberts did well. But yeah, I'm like, what interests this man who took pretty, worked with pretty serious filmmakers? Why does he want to do It's the boy in the boat, right? Is that what it was? It was about rowers rowing against the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I would rather see him do the, a remake of The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, the Travolta film. Bring Travolta yes. back. Is an older guy in a plastic bubble, Travolta yeah. now. Who wouldn't go see that? You're gonna need I, a bigger bubble. That's true, but still, Travolta in a bubble rolling around. I'd, I mean, I'd be into that movie. Samuel, see, that's the legacy. That's the legacy sequel I want to see. Wow! So Kirk really gave it to old George uh, on that one. And hey, George Clooney, go on the Kirk Minahan show to, to defend yourself as a movie director. You know, get into it with Kirk. Be great for George Clooney, that's for sure, to, to get in there and mix it up on the Kirk Minahan show. I think once they book Carl Weathers, mm-hmm. 
the next which is his producers are working on yeah, they are working, working on it. it yeah the next booking is Clooney yes yes for sure for that sure. shouldn't I, be that difficult I don't think right no no I mean listen the Kirk Minahan producers uh, they could make that happen for sure so um on that episode he talked Clooney and then we talked one of your your big subjects Clayton we talked to Kirk about the state of Pixar and you know uh were you right you know you've been standing against Pixar for a while now and Kirk made his decision known on what the state of Pixar is so this is a very important clip let's listen to Kirk Minahan talk about the state of Pixar I think the the appeal of Pixar now really is like 42 year old men who walk out of these movies and like look at the sky and they're like Maybe one day I can fly too, like the old guy and up or whatever. Hey, maybe maybe my toy will talk to me today. And it's like, no, you're going to go to work tomorrow and be miserable like the rest of us. And these talking clay things are going to be no different in your life. No, they it is rooted in perversion, I think, Pixar, which oh, is okay. Yeah. There's money. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, ask Larry Flint, my buddy Larry Flint. Ask him. There's money in them perversion hills, you know? Right. But uh, no, he is, He is, I think, you know, Matt uh, probably triggered him a little bit. But again, like I think Matt was triggered because there was a lot of truth in what Clayton was saying. I am Team Clayton on this one, right? No question. You know, I, I, I'm Pixar. I'm Pixar out. I, I now where we probably disagree is I would give Elemental like a double because of its legs. Like I would give it a double. Right. Which, yeah. is, which is not obviously Pixar, but it's, but it's it's just a bomb though. Like that's not even mm-hmm. that's like inarguable. What's it? It's like fifty million right now. Yeah, it is at. Uh... 54 million. Wow. I mean, that I mean, is. I mean, I mean, what do we, I mean, that's not even like, that's not even, a, I don't care if it, it dropped 40% from nothing. 40% of nothing is nothing. Well, that's the thing is you can't just look at the percentage drops. You have to look at what it was earning and elemental. Listen, I'm not saying that it was a complete and total disaster, but I'm, I cannot get on the train that this is a, that, that Pixar is on a positive trajectory that right, it's right. coming back, that it is anything but, on its last legs that I can, even if a movie does decently, I think as a creative and I, I, I'll stand by this creatively. I think it's creatively bankrupt and I don't think it's one of those things where it will never come back, but for the next few years, it's going to be this constant churn of either big sequels that are empty, vacuous, or it's going to be these small new movies that nobody gives a crap about because they are for, 45 year old Obama era sort of parks and recreation watching people. Wow. That I've never heard anything more damning than uh, deeming an entire audience parks and recreation fans. That, that really puts it all into perspective. Now to be fair. And and I I don't think this means there's any less creative bankrupt because it's an existing idea inside out Two, I think is going to make a zillion dollars next year. Like it could make a billion dollars worldwide. That's a movie like uh frozen like toy story that's carried over to like multiple generations like it's not just going to be the 46 year old frustrated guy who you know is going by himself to this like the kid their kid this that i i think that's going to make a billion dollars worldwide next year well you know bellany's kids very much into ennui so that that should be good that's (laughs) going to be big in the bellany household i think I, I agree. I think Inside Out 2 is going to be the one where that sad 48-year-old is going to think they're going on their own and be pleasantly surprised when their he's kid get, yeah, he's runs the out kid, with the he toy. He gets the kid for the weekend. He picks the kid up at Chick-fil-A yep. at the food court at the mall. 
Mm-hmm. And then before he actually, you know, he's used to asking the kid, Hey, do you want to see a movie this weekend? No, dad. I want to go home. I want to watch dude. Perfect. Yeah. You know, I want to listen to boy with Uke. But now the kid's going to say, you know what, dad? Yeah, I remember that movie. I want to go see Inside Out with you and they'll hold hands and the dad will cry. It'll be okay. For a couple of hours, everything will be okay. All right. So there you go. That is where Kirk stands on Pixar and Pixar adults. Powerful stuff in that clip and powerful stuff, Clayton, in this last clip from the December Kirk Minahan episode. We talked about my health battles that happened recently and uh you know it it, it was this is a really emotional clip i think the three of us really shared something here Uh, let's listen to kirk minahan from december talking to me and you about my health troubles and there was a big thing that happened on this show around thanksgiving so i would you like to speak upon the big things that weren't coming out of pat on thanksgiving which was his kidney stones. Yeah, that was tough. Talk about Brian's song. The two of you together in the hospital reminds me of Billy D. Williams and James Conn. I have to yeah. think that if that was filmed, yeah. people would be crying over that. I've, yeah, I I have mean. suffered. I'm a fellow kidney stone sufferer. So I've been there. Okay. Like I, I, we, we, you know, it's, it's what, what, what show did you, you guys watch what, what, what show did you watch them? An entire season of Seinfeld? Is that uh, what we watched watch? season four of Seinfeld. Yeah. Season, that, yeah. That, so, I mean, that's that, the kind of bonding that you just can't, like as a wannabe old boy, I know, mm-hmm. you know, you're just never going to be part of that bond. Like you're not going to be at the Thanksgiving meal. You're not going to hold his hand. You're not going to laugh at the Elaine, the, another bad date. You guys are laughing. George yeah. says something inappropriate. Like these are things that you just can't get yeah. in the middle. And, and you recognize it. You acknowledge it. And you just mm-hmm. say, look, these guys are on their own little mission. They're going down the river together. And once in a while, I get to jump on. Yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, Kirk, we, we've uh, we've loved uh having you on this year and 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 for you know this all happened over the last year it all started with no hard feelings i think was the first yeah, show you're on correct and who knows maybe someday whether it's me again whether it's you again maybe whether it's clayton's first the three of us could hang out together and and help the other one pass a kidney stone unbelievable yes i will say he's he, i mean i remember when i had it uh, first i had this pain in my back i thought what the hell is going on here and then i started sweating it's it was like uh that scene in the airplane where they where they say all these things leslie neal says all these things happen to peter graves and he just collapses mm-hmm. that was exactly how i was feeling i I didn't it was pain like i've never had in listen i'm not i'm not here to you know I'm, I'm i'm not here to say this but the doctor told me that it's more painful than a woman having a child yes oh, yeah. from the doctor who was a female yeah. who had yeah. children yeah. I'm just uh, look, look, look. You know, uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Kirk did definitely say that. Yeah, I said that. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, a woman doctor. Pat, said would you it, like to go on record in saying that? I will go on record as saying that that female doctor said that it's more painful than right. I'm not so, correct. Uh, uh, yeah, I will also go. Yeah, on I'm not going to name the doctor, but she did. She and she had had kids. She said that. So yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. Maybe the three of us someday will do it on air. It'll be. Sure. Big rating stuff. Drinking a lot of water, Pat? I'm drinking. I have been drinking a lot of water. I've been just peeing nonstop. Right. And uh, that's the rest of my life now. Yep. Yep. That's me too. Stop peeing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, Pat, I got to say, you know, uh, I feel left out. I feel left out having never had kidney stones. So, you know, for 2024, one of my resolutions is, of course, to 
get kidney stones. I have a bottle of water with me right now. I don't know what I'm thinking. It's going to be tough because I do drink a lot of water, but you know, I got to I got to be able to share that with you guys. And so you got I'm it. I'm going for that. Pour that water down the toilet and start just licking some salt. Just just pour salt on your tongue, take it down, pour no drink no water. That is what you got to do if you want to join the club with myself and Kirk Minahan. Um uh, amazing appearance in December, but Clayton, you have one more, one more Kirk clip that you want to share on this episode. I, I just can't imagine what what it would be. Yeah, this is a special bonus clip, and you know, Kirk has given us such sage advice uh, throughout his many appearances, and you know, off mic as well. We'd like to say, you know, he is a friend of ours now, and he. Also, in this clip, gave us advice on our growing empire. You mentioned it earlier. We're growing an empire. We're getting bigger. Our team is great. We've got one of BO, senior intern Christopher. Everybody who listens to the show knows what he does. He does the clips. He wrangles junior intern Jack. So I don't have to talk to him. I have seen Never Jack have. once, and I've seen him during his interview, and that is it. And that is all because of... One of BO, senior intern, Christopher. Jack, again, don't have to see him, but I can praise him. This will never be to his face, but he resurrected our Substack. Mm-hmm. So he is a guy who never missed a day when we took a break. He never missed a day posting. Yep. Right. So great team. But, you know, we want to elevate ourselves to the level of, say, the Kirk Minahan show. Mm. Right. And... Here is Kirk's sage, can't say it enough, sage advice on how to do that. I heard your last episode, you're looking for a new staff member, open mm-hmm. application process. We love that. Yep. Yep. You know, we've got our intern uh, division is just growing. We've got multiple oh, interns, interns yeah. will be reporting to other interns. And, uh, you know, any advice for that? And, you know, you've got a big organization, the B.O. Boys organization is growing. We've been very nice to want to be Owen intern Christopher. He's doing a great job. I think he's someone for you to keep an eye on for down the road. Yep, but, I heard his episode. Yeah. Um, you know, w- the organization is growing. What what advice do you as podcast Jesus have for a growing organization? How we need to sort of handle these new incoming interns? Because uh, honestly, we do need a, a bit of a whipping boy on the show. And uh, do you it have is, advice for that? Yeah, it is the ultimate. I deal with this dilemma right now. The show that was I recorded about an hour ago, I deal with this still all the time. You want to hire somebody who's competent. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse for content than a competent, like nice person. Mm-hmm. So that's the balance is you get an idiot who screws it up. You're mad because it's screwed up, but yet you know the content of the show will be better because you hired this idiot. It's, right. it's the ultimate. So if you could somehow get a balance, get somebody who can dot the I's and cross the T's behind the scenes, never have them be content, and then have two idiots sort of the other part of it is the mm-hmm. other two interns. It's magic. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be my, that'd be my get one person who's smart. Okay. Get two people who are stupid. That's the ultimate tonic. I think. Yeah. So we've got, we've got one of your intern, Christopher, who's very smart. So we, very smart. yeah, we may need a complete idiot then as, a, yeah. as our next intern. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Sage indeed. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard things that are described as sage in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is maybe the most sage of any advice I've heard. That is the sagest. 
or what we just heard in that clip right there. Quite, quite sage. Um, what an episode. This is, Clayton, this has been the first ever B.O. Boys Best Of, and it is it was the best of Kirk Minahan, and I, I don't think we could have chosen a better topic to do a best of on. Great episode, great best of. I hope we did. Again, this was our first ever best of, so I, I hope we got the format right. You know, there's a lot of great producers out there who produce incredible best ofs for podcasts, and I just hope that we were able to, uh, you know, produce something passable in that best of format. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, obviously we did because it's a great episode. So email us, the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at the BO boys pod, five stars in Apple podcasts. And yeah. And of course the new episode is coming just in hours. So we're going to have a new episode in which we talk about the weekend of new year's weekend and where all the holiday releases stand coming into Monday, January 1st. We, we cover that Monday. So that episode will be on your feed very, very soon. And Pat, can I say something about reviews, please? Yes. Yeah, so, course. you know, we've had some seasonal reviews. Ho, ho, ho. Five stars. Uh, Happy New Year. Five stars. I think for this special best of episode, can we please have five stars? Great best of. Yes. That's all you need to say. Five stars. Yeah. Great best of. That That is the if you want to review this, you want to review us. Please do that. Great. All right, Clayton, I, I think we've done it. I don't think there's anything left to say. No, there's nothing left to say. Except for, until next time, we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it. Nailed it.